Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. A views of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is, I would like to wish you a happy anniversary. Thank you. You're welcome. It's happy been anniversary exactly, to you as well. Thank you. It's been exactly two years since our first Drive Time News Blast. And I believe that we have never missed a day other than like holidays. I don't think we've missed a day in posting at least something to the free feed and to the patron feed. We definitely provide a lot of content to fill up your podcast app. And I think it's just really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting that for more than half of this, we've been in this weird pandemic. Yeah, more than half. Crazy. Yeah. Thank goodness. Maybe it was like God's way because we started the podcast. I kind of had a feeling when the station got bought that and well, mostly not really the station got bought, but that Pete was retiring, the program director that like I had no no rabbi, no advocate there. And I just kind of saw the writing on the wall. So we started the podcast and lo and behold, (laughs) you know, maybe actually what happened was. Our executive producer loved the podcast so much. He said, like, bring that to the air. <laughs> and then when I started doing that, like, it just, I mean, literally just burned the wires down. So that's when we lost it. But we also lost it when the COVID thing happened. So, like, things came together. I would not consider it strictly coincidental. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, we just, this was the only medium possible under these new circumstances it really is it's quite shocking actually what we used to be able to talk about on wsb when you look now at what's not allowed really anywhere well i that's what i think like i think something's coming so and i i'm not sure like i don't know why they keep me on twitter with all the the vaccination truth that i tweet there like i'm very circumspect about how i tweet but I can't imagine. I mean, it's I'm clearly shadow banned and all that, but whatever. I think it's a matter of time. So I want to I'm shoring up my defenses. One thing I'm going to do is uh, I did like I'm putting my Twitter account on hold while I'm on vacation. But if I can't resist the temptation to tweet, uh, I also thought it'd be a good opportunity to start kind of building up the like an alternate if I get thrown off of Twitter. So I'm going to start using at prop report daily at prop report daily as a as a you know to tweet from a little bit while i'm gone see if people like that if you like it follow us and i'll start tweeting from there but i'm worried about patreon and stuff too but really i think way 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 more serious is the stuff with garland i've always said if you have something unique unique information original information that's when they really can't tolerate you me retweeting mainstream articles about the vaccination and giving my opinion on that isn't a real threat but us talking to garland and giving him a platform is i think a problem so i think i'm afraid we're going to go down yeah because garland is actually uncovering legitimate stuff i know I know. And they don't like that. <laughs> I know. So I just, yeah, we, we, we're going to have to start doing other stuff, but I feel like we put two solid years into this. We have, I think, over 700. I know we have over 700 posts 
in like Libsyn, for example, and over 3 million downloads, I think we're doing good. And I sent you a present. Did you get the present? No. Well, it might be upstairs. I haven't opened it. If there's a package upstairs I haven't opened, is that from you? How, how come you're sending me presents on your birthday week? Well, I sent it for your anniversary. For oh, our anniversary. well, I'll have to open it and see You'll what it is. You'll have to open it. So maybe, yeah. we'll, Thank you. maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. Uh, okay. So that's great. That's news, in my opinion. And But there's other news. This is where we get to the good stuff. And I know we have to do like when we next time we do share the show, I want to tell people like that you need to take news breaks, take a news break. But when the news really gets you down, like that is one thing we try to just keep it light, even though it's like terrible. We do try to bring bring laughter. Anyway, so uh, there's this isn't funny. though. The French Constitutional Court ruled, you know, you don't even have to. You don't even have to read the end of the sentence. There's no effing way on earth they didn't rule this way that the health pass and mandatory vaccination of healthcare workers are was constitutional. Of course, of course, they said it was constitutional. Um, now, this may be one time in our country where I actually like that the 14th Amendment incorporates the Bill of Rights into state law, which I think is ridiculous. It's not even in the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is controversial enough. It doesn't even say that in the 14th Amendment, but that's how the court has interpreted it. And uh, I feel like these vaccine passports or whatever that are coming out of New York and, of course, are going to hit California are would be should be unconstitutional, but they'll get around it for sure. Anyway, they require people to hold a valid health pass, quote, just like Israel. I told you it was coming. The, you know, green go, green go apartheid. Uh, it's to access restaurants and bars and healthcare workers have to be vaccinated. And healthcare workers are have an unusually low rate of vaccination because they effing know, in my opinion. Anyway, th- but it's about mid-September, which is exactly what New York is doing. And I think California and like all the live event stuff, it's like we're announcing it, but we're not requiring it like Google, everything until mid-September. So obviously something's going to happen between now and then. I think that definitely the FDA is going to approve these things because why wouldn't they when they have just set a precedent that blowing up long-term trials does not set back your clock. It accelerates your clock. So thanks FDA and all you people who believed in the regulatory state. This is why it doesn't work. This is why it doesn't work. So anyway, I wonder what else is going to happen. The uh, one thing that I just wanted to offer a little insights here, Novavax, which is the conventional whatever protein subunit thing, like not the not a gene therapy, a thing with adjuvants is something that's a little more comprehensible. It's something that we have that's been around a lot more. I was looking at the VAERS reporting system and like Pfizer and Moderna have and it's just it's an incomprehensible number of complaints. So it's hard to get it's hard to like get the complaints registered in VAERS. People have said that there's resistance to you claim that you have a report like you have a problem and they don't put it in there. So I just was like, okay, they grossly underestimated. Pfizer and Moderna have something like 20% of all people who get them have actually gotten those adverse effects reported, whereas Johnson & Johnson has only 5%, which, though, compared to other stuff, is like 0.05%. It's like really, really low for other things. And and that's because VAERS underreports. So I'm just saying, hey, maybe Johnson & Johnson isn't as bad as the other ones. 
And I just heard that I just was thinking about this. And yesterday, CVS said that they were stopping using Johnson and Johnson. And the Novavax thing has been slow rolled, slow rolled, slow rolled. They're saying we're not even going to bring that into this country and we're not going to bring it here until everybody else has it first. I mean, they are they want that RNA thing in Americans. That's full stop. So I don't know what's happened in September, but. There was just a funny little thing. I don't want to belabor the story because it is not American, although it is definitely coming here. The stuff is foreshadowing. It's that the the government says that the purpose is to speed up the mass vaccination campaign and encourage people to get the shot. Like, obviously, yet and they in that. In that sentence, they also say we reject the allegations that we are sliding into dictatorship. It's not sliding into dictatorship. (laughs) They are dictating to you how you can live because they want you to do something. That is dictatorship. It is a definition of dictatorship. And then this just... And they say that they're doing it to prove that democracy works. We have to do this to show that democracy works. Have you heard that? I haven't heard heard that. I've heard Biden say that, yeah. Wow, that is weak. Well, it's like the the vaccine. Like, the sicker you get, the better it's working. Yeah. Oh, you're dead? It's working? Yes. So, like, the person I know who died of it, poor thing. Uh, Anyway, um, a few, uh, so... Macron said a few tens of thousands of people have a few tens of thousands. Of people. This is, <laughs> just, these are marches on the street. Thousands. Tens of thousands of people are marching on the street. A few tens of thousands of people have lost their minds to such an extent that they are capable of saying we live in a dictatorship and they will be killed for that. No, he didn't say that part, but... <laughs> And and here's the funny thing is that yesterday we heard that Bel- the Belarus guy is a fucking psycho. Sorry, today's just going to be cursing day. <laughs> so he's a psycho. I think people probably feel like cursing right now. Yeah, this I'm is sorry. And it's not so cursing. It's vulgarity. I never, ever curse. Although I'm going to start cursing if people... I have finally have this thing where like if the Pope died a like an enlightened, informed, straight to heaven death... It wouldn't be the end of the world. You know what I mean? So I'm not cursing him. I'm not damning him. I'm not even hoping that he dies. Well, I don't know. I'll have to ask my spiritual advisor if it's okay for me to hope he does. <laughs> but if I, I don't, I, I would like to curse somebody is to, or to damn them, whatever, is to hope that they go to hell, which I absolutely do not. Don't want that for anyone. But F these people. So... Anyway, that they lost their mind to the point. So that is just the, that is that isn't even an argument. A, what they're doing is the definition of dictatorship and B saying, can you believe these people are so crazy that they actually just called this a dictatorship? Like, that's it. That's the article. Like, that was the argument. Can you believe they called this <laughs> dictatorship a dictatorship? And can you well, believe they've lost their mind after we've put them through a psychological operation intended to make them lose their mind. (laughs) Another good point. So I would say that they, this kind of thing is setting up other stuff like, uh, their equivalent of domestic terrorism and stuff, which they say they're importing from us. Please. I just can't even, I can't even. Yeah. And there's been a lot of recent confusion that is causing people to lose their minds a little (laughs) bit because they want answers, especially the vaccinated people, because the vaccinated people. Yeah, they went out and they got their jabs. And now they're being told that they're supposed to wear masks indoors in some instances. And 
even in one instance, and this is the one I'm going to focus on here in a second, they were told that if you're a parent, you should wear a mask in your own house, even if you've been vaccinated. So obviously and rightly, they're a little confused. This is part of a messaging strategy. So we've been getting conflicting messages from public health experts, and the media has been focusing on this as a story in and of itself, saying, why are we getting conflicting messages from Fauci and literally from Fauci's boss? Because that happened. That was the main example they're focusing on. It was earlier this week. Fauci's boss at the National Health Institute did an interview on CNN. I actually call him Fauci's variant. I've stopped even really researching the names of these people because they're all variants to me. And <laughs> this guy kind of looks like Fauci. And he told CNN that. If you're a parent, like I just said, you need to think about wearing a mask in your own home because of this deadly variant and your children are unable to get vaccinated yet. Put the mask on inside your own home. Nobody is going to do that. And that is the radical position, right? As part of that dialectic, you get the conversation started, you state the radical position, then you have Fauci come in and represent the people in this instance, say, no, that's crazy. You don't need to do that. Nobody needs to wear a mask. My own boss said the wrong thing. And that's what Fauci did. These are planned, coordinated interviews. You don't just go on CNN and go off the cuff when you're part of this operation. And you, then you don't go out there if you're Fauci and criticize your boss the next day. This is intentional confusion. She's a and, chick, too, right? No, this is a man. Oh, it's no, the, CDC the CDC is the next one. I'll tell you about that one in okay. a second. But this guy is they this is a court this is how you know it's coordinated because you these interviews are very highly controlled and the messaging they have messaging strategies which they actually openly talk about the reason that they are causing confusion here and I want to give you a filter to question the news through for the next couple of weeks anyway to kind of get some of these answers so when you see stories like this or any stories ask yourself how might this story further the narrative that America is facing a pandemic of the unvaccinated because that is the narrative theme of the reporting reset that the White House called for on COVID. And Biden has emphasized this multiple times. Stelter's emphasized it. All the networks have emphasized this theme. So how does this story further propagate that idea, which then in turn would maybe get more people vaccinated or demonize them otherwise? I'll tell you how it does that. The way that it furthers that narrative is it really focuses a spotlight on how the unvaccinated are the reason for the confusion. If the un if there were no unvaccinated, there would be no confusion and we wouldn't have to worry about these mask mandates because the only reason you have to worry about them vaccinated people is because of how rapidly this variant spreads. And while you could catch it and spread it, it's not going to hurt you, but you could give it to somebody who's unvaccinated and it could kill them. Therefore, I know you got vaccinated, but you are bound by these restrictions until everybody else gets vaccinated. This is driving me absolutely crazy because the people who are getting super sick are only the vaccinated people in my experience. So I, my observation is that and if anyone else is having that observation, they should see that the it, it is a definite possibility that the vaccines are creating this antibody dependent enhancement and it's not that the delta virus the delta variant so-called is that much more virulent but instead what they are saying is things like these two things boy good thing i had the vaccination because i almost died so i would have really actually died 
like without realizing that no one they know who's unvaccinated at their age group has gotten as sick as that and probably not even outside their age group as long as they didn't get a ventilator. And then the other thing they're saying is that it's being spread around. I'm trying to think, what is the other thing they're saying that just drives me absolutely crazy? The one thing is that the vaccinated they say are spreading they, it around. They're saying that definitely. Yeah, they're saying I believe they're saying that if it weren't for all these unvaccinated people, then this thing would have been taken care of a long time ago and that we've all been spreading it around. However, we haven't been like I don't know anybody who's unvaccinated who's still getting it. And a lot of us already had it. Well. That's because they're forcing all the vaccinated people to wear masks and stay away from people because of these horrible well, hordes should. of unvaccinated. They should. I I, am, I I don't understand how this stuff get, travels, but in my experience, like, I, I think there's a chance I did get it from the vaccinated person. And I would like to see all vaccinated people the day after they're vaccinated or for like three days take those PCR tests. My guess is you've got like a majority of them come out positive, a majority. That shit just shoots right out their noses. I don't, you know, I don't know, even know what that means, but that's my guess. How could it not be? People are getting crazy sick. That's a good point. The second example of this confusing communication theme around COVID is the CDC one. And this is the one that's really interesting to me. Not in necessarily a good way. The Biden administration has continued to say they're not going to do the mask mandate or the vaccine mandate. We're not going to do it. It's not up to us to do that. However, the CDC head, which is Biden's chick that he put in there during an interview, she said that the White House is looking at national vaccine mandates, which this obviously is going to raise a question since the administration continues to say they're not going to do that. This is where it gets really, really interesting because her answer is very, very revealing. When asked to clarify, she said that she was referring to mandates by private institutions and portions of the federal government working together. Then she said, oh, my gosh, fascism. Great reset. (laughs) Then she said there will be no federal mandate. But this is how, and she's telling the truth about that. There will be no official federal mandate announcement unless their plan fails because a federal mandate coming straight from the top is not in the plan for the Great Reset. The Great Reset model is being ushered in unannounced, and we saw it. We see that they are saying. It's kind of announced because it's called Build Back Better. Yeah, it is kind of announced. You're right. But we know that the heroes of the Great Reset model are the corporations. They are the ones that lead society. They are the trusted influencers. They set the standards and they make the mandates. And the ones that do, they get backed by resources of the federal government. And we saw Biden during his talk the other day say any business who does these mandates or offers these incentives is going to have the resources of the federal government behind them. This is the Great Reset right here. It's not just the federal government. It's these local guys, too. Like, if you see what happened in new york like they got google and everybody together like how are we going to rebuild new york like a year ago really really messed up so there's uh i wanted to get back to the vaccine thing for a second if you don't mind just one last thing is that so i've been identifying this unruly passenger thing for a while in the planes and i'm increasingly convinced i think there's a lot going on with just i think international standards for airlines in the air in the on the plane everything i think they're going to move towards that which will be less safe for us just by the way in my opinion but 
this idea of the planes being bad for you as far as there already was like an increased risk of deep vein thrombosis and thrombosis is the kind of stroke or I don't know what thrombosis is or stroke, but like the kind of vascular issue that's happening with the vaccine is thrombosis. So that's why there could be a connection with air travel. And an article I read, I don't know if it was an RT or what, but it said sitting for long periods of time in pressurized airline airplane cabins can exacerbate the formation of blood clots, especially after the experimental vaccine uh, injections. In fact, Sky News reported that Russian and Spanish airlines are advising vaxxed people not to fly due to blood clot risk. So when I heard that, for example, Spirit Airlines canceled 60% of its flights and said they had disruptions because of weather, technical problems, and staff shortages, I keep trying to figure out where the how they could explain the staff shortages. And I have not seen a good explanation. My guess is people are don't want to go or they don't want to risk putting pilots up there have been vaccinated. Most of the pilots have been. There was one story that just came yesterday that CNN put out that there was a duct tape. They had to duct tape. It wasn't really duct tape. It's called restraining tape. An unruly <laughs> passenger on a plane. I saw I don't that. Even, yeah, it looked stupid to me. It's You know, it just looks stupid to me. There's been a, a handful of stories like that. Though, in it. that keeps showing got, that. Yeah, it's always got race issues. I personally think that they are, I they, that they there's some connection here with all of this. Like, so they're they're They want to discourage people from flying or fly fewer planes or explain it when they have to keep landing because people are having strokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or they have staff shortages. So they're like people there. Maybe they'll say the staff is quitting because they can't handle the passengers anymore. The way cops, you know, maybe they'll bring in the mental health issues and act like that's where the staff shortages are. And that theme keeps emerging in a lot of different places. I'll tell you later. I have another story like that. Do you know who restrained the person? You might, it might not have said that in the article. I'm just curious about how they restrained the person. So, so he, so you see like all the spirit airlines. So for whatever reason, the two, the two flight attendants I saw were big, were big, you know, uh, robust black people, a, a black guy and a black woman, but hefty. So the idea, the story was that this guy from Ohio, this skinny young white guy with a baseball hat on, got unruly, got drunk and got unruly, and that he groped two of the stewardesses. So I only saw the one stewardess, and I think he would be taking his life into his hands to grope her, but whatever. And and then... And I only saw, so the other steward, now none, not, none of this backstory is confirmed by the like two snippets of video I saw, but one of the stewards, like a man, the large black guy was, was told to like babysit this guy. The guy gets, um, violent and you see that snippet and then you see Wait, a later. Did you say a fellow passenger was told to watch no. him or it was, okay, sorry. No. So then. So then he's like a little violent and then it cuts away to the next where he's absolutely docilely sitting there allowing the guy who was meant to babysit him, the black, large steward. So it just felt like there was a racial issue there. And then and he was like, this kid was like just a dumbass cracker. And they're and they're just (laughs) wrapping this tape around him and he's allowing it. So that looked kind of fake to me. And then at one point, the 
stewardess, the only person I saw, the female flight attendant, came running back to help. But, you know, it wasn't a very clear story. I don't know what it was all about. It could have been provoked. It could have been staged. I really don't know. I think it was like Miami to Ohio. It's interesting. It didn't seem like that demographic, though. It seemed, seemed more like a New York or kind of flight. I know that women get groped by men in various situations. However, in so open and public situations such as that, the only time that I have ever seen that actually happen, like just the blatant groping of someone in front of others, is in old westerns from 1950 when cowboys <laughs> stumble in drunk and start grabbing the prostitutes. Right. That's the only time. Yeah, that is yeah. a good point. And this is on an airplane. That's you why have it seems to be so crazy. So drunk that you and I just wonder, like, if if that if she was his type of guy, like, look to me this that he was being painted as a dumbass cracker, racist Trump supporter, you know, whatever. And and that he's all over this chick seemed unlikely to me. And maybe there were two other stewardesses who we don't get to see in the picture that were, you know, somebody he he thought he was going to get it on with and sitting by the toilets in the plane. I don't know. You know, it just didn't seem real to me. But these stories are there for a reason. There is no doubt about that in my mind. You just gave me an image of do you remember the Chappelle show when he would do the sketches with police officers and the officer would always sprinkle a little crack on the black guy before they arrested him. I can imagine before the cops now or the in this situation, they'd be like, all right, let's go ahead and put a, a MAGA hat on him. Then we take the photo instead of, <laughs> instead of crack, they get a MAGA hat. It was just a hat. Yeah, that is very funny. But they also there's one thing like I feel like a lot of this is about raising prices and cutting service at airlines. And they talked about in one of the Rockfin videos you brought, they talked about how they're going to use incentives, subsidize tax rates and subsidize debt or whatever for airlines in order to get airlines to go along with these policies they want. But airlines, what they really want to do is give you nothing and charge you more. And they're well on the way to that because they keep telling you like we don't even want alcohol on the planes whatever maybe they make a lot of money on the alcohol i don't know but like certainly in first class they don't because people drink their faces off free i don't know <laughs> i really don't know i don't know but i but there's no doubt this stuff is here for a reason no doubt about it to me yeah i like i want to give you a quick story that's related to all this it's very very fast the concept of corrected science have you ever heard that corrected science no, but I have heard the replicability failure. Well, here is what this means in the COVID context. There was a health official on CNN, another Fauci variant, was talking on CNN last night, and he was commenting on all the confusion in the reporting. He was trying to provide an explanation for it. And what he said was that what you need to know is you need to understand this concept of corrected science. And then he explained what it was using the example of the question, do we need to get boosters? Because people keep asking that. They're getting conflicting answers. And he said, you just have to understand that this is a, a matter of corrected science. We can't give you a definitive answer right now about whether or not you need boosters because we have to wait six to nine months and see what the he didn't say long term, but longer term effects of the vaccine are. And then we can make a recommendation about boosters, which I found interesting because he then went on to say, we just need to understand that corrected science is going to continue to come in. So on the one hand, we're being told to follow the science. And then on the other hand, we're being told that the corrected science is coming in. So therefore, I'm hearing follow the incorrect science. 
That is exactly what they were saying in the 2017 Johns Hopkins SPARS pandemic scenario in the chapters Vaccine Injury and Aftermath, where they actually have a team of messengers talking to the president about whether or not she should acknowledge the sacrifice that vaccinated people made in accepting a a medicine before the science was in and they they actually use the word grieve should we grieve with them that's I mean, nuts that is chilling and then yesterday i brought a story that the World Health Organization suggested a moratorium on boosters until 10% of all the populations in the world have, or every country has 10% of population level supplies. But I immediately thought they just don't want to give people the boosters. It's probably going to start killing people. Well, I don't know. See, I don't know. I really, that kind of, the fact that there is so much vax terror out there makes me wonder if that's going to be like, see, you guys are crazy. I've had that thought also. It is not wrong, though, when the standard, the history is that they lie all of the time. That is what they do. Yeah, you as just got to why they're lying. You like, have to assume the that they're going to lie. So it's like it's not wrong to assume that liars are going to lie all the time. But I, I too question that as well. Before we get we to just out- go like way over. We like literally thirty minutes into the show. <laughs> we had we went a little we went a little. I'm totally over. fine with it. I just I like think my... we're giving people a little bit extra, Monica, before you take your vacation. Oh yes. Oh, I should tell people that I am going on vacation in this two years. So it was just a total coincidence that after two solid years, where we all like I didn't even really take vacation. I would take off, but to do things like Freedom Fest, whatever, always put stuff in the free feed, always put stuff in the Patreon feed. This time we're gonna you you're gonna carry the. Uh, show alone sometimes maybe if you want to or with cam like he's always ready to help and i'll do the same for you and it's your turn to take a vacation and so the dnb will continue the patron 15 will continue as always i will be back august 23rd which is a monday but i think we're gonna do the zoom party august 21st and as a bonus i have to tell people this you can remind them but i have I've been stockpiling podcasts so that I do with other people. So every single day that you do a DNB, if people miss me, they can get a show from me in the patron feed every single day. So, but here's the thing. So I wanted to make it fun because a lot of times I do podcasts and stuff gets repeated. People ask questions about what I've been talking, you know, you know, like it's not like the greatest, but I have at least three podcasts that I was always like, I don't know. I don't know if I can put this in our feed. Like it's a little edgy. So one of them is 10 takeaways from the Unabomber. Oh, interesting. Another one is I did a libertarian podcast I've done before and the guy drops a bombshell on me. He's like no longer a libertarian. I don't know if I even want to tell you what he is. That is, I I am definitely intrigued. Okay, well, you could, you'll just hear one and you'll be like, okay, I can see why she was not like, let's just put this in there. And then your reaction um, is priceless. I was, yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. So, um, and then, oh, the other one, this is one I was sitting on the longest because I'm kind of afraid to listen to it because for some reason, these guys got me into a state of such total comfort and relaxation that I think I talked about things like 
past history and stuff like that that I would just really hesitate to share. But you know what? I don't care anymore about anything. So I'm Is it one of those moments where you forgot that you were on a recorded podcast? Totally. And these guys are great. It's because they're so lovely that I just was like, oh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. You know, then definitely tune into that one if you want to learn a little bit. But I'm not. See, here's the thing. (laughs) I am being a little bit of a tease because I'm not telling anybody like who it is or which one it is. There's going to be nine or ten in there and you're going to have to. I think the the titles will tell you will know, like if you're a patron, you'll know. And then the other thing is um, that. There's like I did cracking the code for uh, MH370 is in there, and just I'm just glad so- that you. I'm glad you did not. Do you let you did not leave off ing the code there because the little you had a little pause where yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there has been no. I I have. There's no active drug use. Although people do it, I did not. I, I have to say, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I was actively using drugs in any amusing and entertaining way. I mean, I'm we don't on do caffeine, that in podcasts. You know, caffeine, yeah. Caffeine and alcohol are drugs. Like you, they can, are. So whatevs, but yes. So anyway, there's a lot of fun stuff coming. So you, you guys are going to carry the show on, and I'm going to contribute all this extra stuff. So hopefully, I will not be missed. That's very yes, interesting. I'm losing my discipline because it's the last day before vacation. It's like a little treasure hunt for a little Monica secret sprinkled through some of the mm-hmm. podcast. Or yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get to our last story of the free thirty, which is going to be. A new piece of information that I discovered about Operation Flashpoint that sheds light on a nearly forgotten incident from last year that really intrigued the conspiracy community for just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the Patron 15, which is we're going to talk about how some of these operations get their name and what the purpose of those names are and... The listeners have spoken. What Firefly Chick is Monica after all? And of course, I want to thank our sponsor of today's show. Monica, I'm going to let you take this away because your pronunciation is so beautiful. (laughs) Well, our sponsor of today's show is government-scam.com slash Monica. They are the wonderful people who bring you. You heard our interview with Etienne de la Boetzi squared. You've also heard him on James Corbett. You can find all that stuff on the website. They they have three books right now that they are uh, selling. Actually, they have a lot of stuff. But right now, I want to tell you about one thing, which is the original book that we talked about, The Government, uh, The Greatest Scam in History, is it's like a coffee table book. We've talked about it before. It's for virtual learners. And there are a couple of really great sections. Some show how there are pictures of every single like presidential candidate, whoever's going to win, always... I mean, picture after picture of them in a photo op with like a halo around their head. Just by coincidence, it doesn't, it's not, it's like the sun or whatever, but that this framing is just over time. It cannot be an accident. It also talks about... Uh, it's great because it has events, it has future um, like calls to action and stuff. It's really a great book. The, the way these guys did it, and Larkin Rose has some stuff on there too. It's just, it's it's very professional. It's very systematic. It's almost using their the tactics of the people who are trying to manipulate the world. Like use those very like the visual virtual 
learners, visual learners and stuff like they're just trying to what you would call get, you know, reach people where they are. But the one thing that keeps coming up over and over again is they have these comparisons of Nazi Germany, East Germany and the USSR and the US. And it's not just, well, they all have like white in their flags or whatever. So it's not like that. It's how they do it, how the, how the salutes are like salutes used to be similar. Like we changed to put our hand over our hearts, but we used to do the straight out, like hail the flag kind of thing. And as, as the lockdown has happened, so I have a teen who may, who will remain nameless, whom I know, who loves this book. And every time like something crazy happens, such as lockdown or show me your vax papers or, you, you know, you can't go only certain people can go out at certain times or you have to stand in line to get into the store. Like every single time it's like, yeah, it's that book. It's that book. It's in that book. You see it in that book. It's worse. And every time I ask the question, oh, really? Like, tell me more. You got to reread the book. So, man, does it work? Because this kid read that book like once. And it just speaks to him every time you see one of these totalitarian events. So I think it's an eye opener. I mean, it is a red pill. I've gotten many people have bought it. They, he wants you to buy it in like five packs and give them to people. And I've had many people email me that it is a service to be able to get these books and hand them out. So it is really a service and uh, I highly recommend you check it out. And then there are a lot of resources on the website that you can click through. So it's government-scam.com slash Monica for discounts and really everything. There's more I'll tell you about next time. It is a fantastic book. Check it out. And if you haven't, please consider joining us at the Propaganda Report Patron. We offer content every day that we drop a drive time news blast, 15 minutes Total 45 ad-free of DNB and Patron 15. We let our hair down a little bit. We pick up where we left off from the Drive Time News Blast, Drive Time News Blast, and we do that every single day. So if you want to check that out and check out what we offer on our tiers, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join up there. Now on to the final story of the free 30. This is gonna be, I'll keep this rather brief, but the more I look into Operation Flashpoint, the more intrigued I am about. What's really going on with this thing? This, I think, I think in one instance, you were absolutely right, where they're not really just teaching people how to spot those who are buying bomb making materials. They're actually teaching people who are making 15 bucks an hour exactly how to make these things, exactly how to categorize these things, exactly how to store this material. And they're doing it in areas where the people are probably more vulnerable to being, you know, uh, co-opt by a Fed. Like the the first one they did, the first pilot operation, Operation Flashpoint, I kind of race past that, but Operation Flashpoint is an FBI and DOD operation where they are going around the South teaching retailers how to recognize signals of customers buying products to buy to build bombs so they can prevent the bombs before they happen and they started at an ace hardware with a bunch of good old boys it's really really it's strange what they're doing but here's the piece of information that i found but i have to say just let me say that they this is all part of like farmers or white supremacists yes it is it it, it definitely is Oh, did I just scoop you? No, oh. but I do have I have some oh quotes for, from Google, the actual 
people doing the training, which. Koodle made us a hilarious meme. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. It was the one where the employee spotted somebody buying like uh, something you water plants with and they're yeah, like domestic terrorists. Like, there was like a can tomato, you know, somebody canning tomatoes. It's, yeah, I saw it. That was fantastic. Those yeah, cuddles the are, they crack me up every time. So here's what I learned that I think you might be interested in. In this program where they're training these employees, they are attempting, the FBI is attempting to teach these retailers how to better recognize what could potentially be extremist buying behavior, you know, for the purposes of stopping, preventing the domestic terror before it happens. Very much a pre-crime thing. But with their help of the, they're calling these the eyes on the, the, the eyes and ears on the ground is what they're calling them. And in order to demonstrate to them the importance of recognizing these materials and preventing these attacks, they give an example of a bombing that occurred last year. A guy who did it, who collected all these homegrown materials from retailers just like them, stored them in his house, put them together, built his own bomb, and then caused an explosion that really damaged some critical infrastructure. Some oh phone companies gosh. had some problems. It critical was on Christmas Day in oh Nashville. We now see how that Nashville story is being used as basically the premise of Operation Flashpoint. Nice. I mean, that, that part of it came out of nowhere. I was like, holy cow. I know people had some ideas. I know you had some ideas on the purpose of Nashville. Well, it was definitely a drill. Like when you saw the cop, cop cam, they were, it was a drill. It seems to be the primary example or the, probably the reason that it, that this operation is in action. There was this guy who had bomb materials. If somebody had spotted him, they would have been able to prevent it before it happened. No doubt in my mind, they have plenty of studies that say your memory of a story is so vague. Like they really know how memory works, like how your memory remembers big things and it fills in those like it it actually only i think this is true basically remembers the dots yeah and it knows that you can connect those dots like it'll let some Fill of those the pathways kind of erase a little bit because it knows that you that you they're giving you the information that you need so they exploit that you have those dots and they're overlaying as if it's true this other stuff so like that's how i got red pilled is that I would read those articles and I would say, but I know that's not true. And I would go back to the original article and find that the new article was not true. And they, there's no integrity there in the in the news or whatever that is. And they do it, in, in my opinion, very artfully. It's really and I had to double check and see if this was last year because it seems so long ago to me. All right. Can I read you one quote from somebody in the training? Sure, I just want to give you a feel for it. Packing, even though I have, I really. All right, I'm not. sorry. I just want to, I want you to hear. No, I'm, what this... I'm just dragging my feet because I'm having fun hanging out with you instead of packing. They have <laughs> a yeah, yeah. That does not sound fun at all. Yeah. They have a bunch of basically testimonials from these Ace Hardware employees. The first training of Operation Flashpoint was in Clinton, Mississippi, at an Ace Hardware, and the employees who work there, whose job it is to sell products to people had this to say about the training. This is Chris, a manager, a manager at the Ace Hardware, and this is what he learned. He said, there are products here that can be used as a precursor for people that have nefarious ideas of making bombs and different things like that that we didn't realize. 
And we want to be aware about that in case there's someone that's buying an unusual amount of something that we should know <laughs> so that we can notify the FBI and possibly prevent a tragedy from happening. This guy's going to be actively monitoring his own freaking customers. Right. And telling him, I have to tell you this thing that I found. A tweet sent this to me and uh, she immediately sent like, oh, it's whatever. I'll just tell you what it is. And then it's it's called AURS Online, ORS Online, and it stands for Anonymous Unvaccinated Reporting System. Do you see this? No. So you go to this thing. It's AURSonline.com, and you can report somebody. Name, address, phone number, like where they live. I mean, uh, email address and everything, right? So it's super effed up, but I figure like it's... You know, I'm sure it's like private. It's not government, but you can report people. So. So I went to, at her suggestion, report Joe Biden for being secretly unvaccinated. (laughs) So I reported him because I know where he lives. And uh, and it says it says report not filed. And it's actually gets you to a candidate for governor in California. So they've they've they're impeaching. They're trying to impeach recall whatever Newsom. He's the dictator here. And it, I probably, I don't think it'll happen. I'm definitely going to vote for anyone but him. I'm definitely going to vote to get rid of him and then I'm going to vote for this guy, David Bramant. Bramante. D-A-V-I-D-B-R-A-M-A-N-T-E dot com. He's your guy. He's not taking any money. He just wants to get rid of Gavin Newsom and he's like, I just want civil liberties. I don't have a party. Nothing. But the fact that you thought that this website was real means that we are living in this like a dystopia and that the fact that people think this is real which they do he said we're so it was a campaign ploy yeah but i mean his campaign is nothing he's just a guy like there's nothing to it at all there's been a lot of that a lot of that not advertising or anything stealing people's uh, website names and then when People go to it. It like directs them to a picture of Joe Biden spitting on himself or something like that. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of trolling going on there. It wasn't right. really. It was good. Well, maybe no, I love that. I, I think that's good. a great idea. I love I would, this guy yeah, now. Awesome. I want to meet him. So can I give him a little shout out? Please do. All right. I want to say thanks to Dave, Patrick and Jay Dizzle for becoming patrons. Great time to become a patron, by the way, because you are about to get an avalanche of the fire hose, which my husband occasionally lovingly calls me. So (laughs) (laughs) fortunately, I don't call him that. That would be really weird. That would definitely (laughs) be a different context. That's not funny. This is for the patron fifteen. This stuff is for the pay. Like my my. I have to stop you. That is funny. Okay, that is funny. But you know, like the blood brain barrier gets destroyed from the spike protein. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, autophagy is proven to restore the blood brain barrier. If you're worried about that, but uh, my free thirty patron fifteen barrier. Seems to have been infiltrated <laughs> by my vacation <laughs> expectations. So sorry for working blue, cursing, waxing, personal. I don't know. Let's just go to the patron 15 so we can get to some real stories. Let's do it. Let's do it. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. Again, if you want access to that extra content that we pub that we post every time we post a DMV, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join up there. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll see you in the patron 15.